0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Celtic gets said to head off to Seville for a clash with Real Betis in the Europa League Rangers have potential defensive concerns ahead of the visit of Leon, And five clubs in the Premiership come together to launch a review of the SPFL I'm Gordon Duncan, two men who don't need any review in here Gordon DL and Roger Hanna I'm already really looking forward to these two games on Thursday night Because I'm the resident SSB Anorak I've been looking closely mm. at Leon and Betis Um Leon Moussa Dembele Jason Denier Back in town Jordan Shakiri, uh, Emerson Palmieri They're all star studded To say the least But I actually watched Betis 90 minutes last night Win at Granada They are A very good team as well Did you watch the, the Betis game last night Did yeah. the research The same yeah, as Roger Yeah I thought it was A terrific game at Granada um, What was the score <coughs> Same score as Roger got um, <laughs> We're both in the same wavelength there. No, it'll be two terrific games coming up, Gordon. Obviously, Celtic with the early kickoff, five forty-five. MD's wanting mm. a bit of information. Then a full house. So you know, at, you know the kickoff time. That's a start. Okay. Yeah, and then a full uh, house at Ibrox uh, for Rangers mm. Leon. So I'll be, I'll be a t- terrific week. It will be in all seriousness. Roger is at least across it, and we're going to give you the inside track on both Real Betis and Leon in the very near future. But most importantly of all We want to take your calls So pick up the phone 0141 951 1025 Or you can tweet us as well At Clyde SSB But it goes without saying Same every night We would much prefer to talk to you On the phone So I guess we can start the build up To those Europa League group games Celtic fans How are you feeling? This is this journey This rebuild that Celtic are on Are they ready to go and take on A team like Real Betis And get a result over there? Give us all your Team thoughts I guess Albion Ayeti Would have to play Would he have to lead the line Have you got any uh, Plans up your sleeve As to what Ange Postacoglu Could do in Rangers fans You've had some memorable Clashes with Leon Over the years Michael Beale says It was arguably The best team you'll have faced In Europe You've got Potential injury concerns Are you expecting Conor Goldson To come back in If not Who would you like To take his place 01419511025 Or Twitter At Clyde SSB Don't hang about We want to get you on the phone But this is exciting Roger You think back to last year The last two years really Every midweek Well not every midweek But lots of midweeks Were dominated by this Great build up In the games themselves Then the post-match analysis You're back into the weekend And it's fast and furious For Celtic and Rangers And we've done quite well The old coefficient In the last few seasons Yeah listen we have um, The old farm have both done Well in Europe And you know Europa league level Here's Rangers through to the last Knockout stages in the last couple of years Some of Stephen Gerrard's best performances Had been reserved for the European Arena Until last season when they won the league um, It's a great draw Leon, very very good team as we said Sparta Prague, you saw what they did to Celtic last season Even Bronby, back as Danish champions for the first time In a, a good number of years They'll present a test and will be interesting That head to head in the middle And you can say the same for Celtic Betis as we said at the top of the show They look a quality team They've got decent players uh, Nabil Fekir The captain French international The likes of Sergio Canales Come on and get the winner Last night But Bayer Leverkusen You saw what they did To Rangers Now Celtic have got them And Ferenc Varos Who came and won At Celtic mm. Park last season So everywhere you turn There's an exciting game With you know with Real interest for the supporters And also I, I think we've got to touch upon This is when The big squads of Rangers And Celtic Will be used Gordon 
It's a heavy fixture list coming up, obviously Thursday, and then it's right into domestic stuff and Sunday as well. Rangers looking just now to see if Conor Golson's going to be available for Thursday. I think that's important. I really do. I know you said at the top of the show there, who would you play if he wasn't involved, he couldn't be picked. Um, I would probably go with Bastian at left centre-back. You'll get Barisic that can come in at left-back. Uh, but if I'm getting into a game like this, uh, with the quality that Leon's got, then I would be looking to get Connor Golston into that stand. And already that point you make up the squads, Sunday's games are really intriguing, Daz, because Celtic go to Livingston, don't have the best of records on that synthetic surface at Livingston, and Rangers are at home, I don't need to tell you boys, to a motherwell team that have just won three on the spin in the Premiership. Not many teams out with the big two can do that. Mm. So already... After match day one in the Europa League The domestic games are going to mm. test Rangers and Celtic at the weekend Yeah, Champions League back this week as well If you're interested I mean, honestly, Gordon Now I know how those Wraith Rovers fans must have felt all those years ago When every time they, they turn up to a game They just know that you were going to score And that's mm-hmm. Ronaldo's taking a leaf out of your book He's already put Man United one up uh, yeah. uh, at Young Boys Yeah, he's just absolute quality, Gordon You've got to say He's given Manchester United such a lift Debut again on uh, the weekend Two goals Kick off tonight after 10-15 minutes he scores yeah, He just bad. can't score the lad for 36 Not bad He's got a chance Would he take the league off City? Absolutely no chance I think, I think the two strongest sides are City and Chelsea right, Enough about that 0141-951-1025 Let's hear from you Come on Celtic fans, Rangers fans How are you feeling ahead of the return of the Europa League group stages? Are you confident? What are your early Team lineup suggestions Any concerns out there I know there are a few injuries Doing the rounds as well So whatever you're thinking A couple of nights out from the game Or even This is the beauty of a Tuesday night If you've still got something To get off your chest From the weekend Do that as well We are here for you 01419511025 Now I did say We were going to give you The inside track On both The opponents For our Scottish teams This week So let's start with uh, Betis taking on Celtic That's the first game that kicks off It makes sense to do it in that order uh, Ewan McTeer joins us at the moment He's a Scottish football journalist Based out there in Madrid So he knows his stuff Certainly more than Gordon Diel does About Real Betis Ewan, uh, thank you for joining us We hope you're well um, Tell the Celtic fans who perhaps are listening in tonight What type of team they're likely to face on Thursday yeah, how are you? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, Betis, I think anyone who saw that game on, on Monday night or who's seen Betis maybe in the last couple of years when they won the Europa League member two years ago, they're just a really compact team and a team that lives for these European nights, which is not what anybody wants to hear, but their fans love this kind of stuff. They love the Europa League. Last time they were there, they managed to beat Olympiacos. They managed to beat AC Milan and get through a tough group. They've got another tough group this time. And yeah, they're absolutely up for it. Anybody who saw the game on Monday will maybe have seen some of the players uh, coming off the bench, wondering why are they coming off the bench? It's because Betis rested some players because their, their priority for the first half of the season is certainly to focus on the Europa League because yeah this is a club that just wants that prestige wants these glamour nights they didn't make it last year and they're back and they're looking forward to it In terms of reputation and names on paper Roger listed some of the big hitters that are in that squad I wonder though who who are the ones that are, that are really making them tick who are the, the, the proper standout main men at the moment? Yeah, I mean, their best player, I think, by far, is, is Sergio Canales. He's a Spanish uh, player who came on and scored that fantastic winner on Monday night. If you've not seen it, look that one up, at least the 2-1 winning goal against Granada. He runs half the pitch. If you squint in your eyes, you might think it was Messi. It was a really well-taken goal from him, and he just makes them tick. And then alongside them, he's got Nabil Fakir, who you already mentioned, you know, 
not many teams in the Europa League have a World Cup winner in their squads. Betis do, so they have that that quality up front. And then Borja Iglesias, the striker, he's very hit or miss. He really is. He has <laughs> good days, bad days. He can be hot or cold, but when he's on it, he's one of the best around. Uh, maybe the, the back, a few weaknesses. Mark, Bar- Mark Bartra looks like he might not make it the, the former Barcelona centre-back, so maybe some problems there. But they did even strengthen there in the summer, signing a new goalkeeper as well, Rui Silva. And then Hector Bellerin, they just brought in at the end of the market there from Arsenal. He's already uh, played 90 minutes for the team. It looks like he's their new starting right-back. So quality all around, maybe a bit of a weakness at centre-back just because of Bartra's injury. Uh, yeah, I mean, Roger, I, I was about to ask you in what the the weaknesses are, what, what are the areas for Celtic to exploit if possible, but it doesn't sound like there are too many. Well, you you, you would wonder about the centre of defence with Mark Bartra being out the team. He hobbled off earlier last night, whether that could be an area, particularly Hector Bellerin, that was only his debut for the team last night. As you said, a new goalkeeper who came from Granada in the summer in there as well. So that might be an area, but going forward, they looked absolutely terrific. You touched upon Canales' goal. I thought the first goal by Rodri Sanchez was equally you know, impressive. A lightning break from one end to the other Came inside from the right onto his left foot And curled it beyond the goalkeeper They really have got quality in, in advanced areas You touched upon Borja Iglesias He got brought off at half time To allow Willie and Jose to come on for a debut in the second half Who I think has arrived from Sociedad Having scored something like 80 goals in 170 games for, for Sociedad So going forward they will present a threat to Celtic But you just wonder if Celtic can get at them mm. I mean Ewan Stylistically What can Celtic fans expect What are the main features of uh, Play that the Betis are likely to display and, and try and use on Thursday Yeah so I mean Betis play almost always a 4-2-3-1 Since Manuel Pellegrini came in And maybe that's something we should mention as well <laughs> They've got quality all over the park And the dugout as well One of the most experienced coaches in this competition With, with Pellegrini there So since he came in It's been a 4-2-3-1 pretty much every single game So you know quite compact Two holding midfielders to protect that uh, Backline which has maybe been their weakness And then they just they just let the attack and midfielders work. So uh, maybe a little bit of a slow team at times. They do like to keep possession. They do tend to have the higher possession stats in the Liga. A lot of games last year where they drew just because, uh, you know, maybe took one too many passes before taking that risky last ball. So maybe that's something Celtic can 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 try to exploit, try and get numbers back and try and force Betis to make that one extra pass, second extra pass, and then let the chance go away. But uh, yeah, on these nights under the floodlights, Betis fans will be in the stadium. There'll be a big number there. Uh, yeah, I think this will be a, this will be a game where they know that uh, they need to be a bit more direct. There's always in Spain whenever uh, a La Liga team plays a team from from Scotland or England, there is always that talk of we do need to up the rhythm because there's an understanding that La Liga football can be a bit slow sometimes. Um, they're well aware of of how quick some of the players in Celtic are and how they might need to to up the up the ante a little bit for this one. I was interested in what you said earlier about the the ambition, the desire to actually go and win the Europa League or, or be there because sometimes there will be big teams from big leagues who, let's be honest, that don't prioritise the Europa League and maybe that's when our teams can catch them cold and, and maybe take advantage that way but but you're pretty clear, you think this is a competition that the Betis are, are bang up for and, and will be focusing on? 
Absolutely. And I mean, I guess the main reason for that is the fact that our neighbours down the road, Sevilla, are the team who've won this competition more times than any other club. So Betis fans, I mean, Sevilla is a very much divided city. It is pretty much a 50-50 split in terms of that fandom. So they've had to sit, they've had to see Sevilla win a lot of Europa Leagues and and swallow that. So uh, they'd love to win at one time. They'd love to win a trophy. It's been a while since they won a Copa del Rey more than a decade ago now. So yeah, this is a this is a tournament they want to they want to progress and they want to have these big nights. Uh, let's see if they can if they can make a run. The only problem maybe they have going deeper into the competition is is a bit of a lack of squad depth. They they didn't quite get enough signings in as they would have liked, but at the same time they have such a great academy, one of the underrated academies in in Spanish football, and we saw that even that goal we mentioned, uh, Rodri's goal on Monday, uh, the opener, he's one of the academy products who came in to get some minutes to give some of the other guys a rest. So maybe going deeper into the competition, they don't have uh, the number of bodies uh, to make a run, but for this opening game they're certainly up for it, and it's maybe a bad time for Celtic to catch this this tricky fixture away at Betis, for it to be the opening game, um, yeah, maybe you would have liked to face them later in the group when maybe Betis are already mm-hmm. safe of going through because I think in this group Bayer Leverkusen are a big uh, team, they'll be great but Betis I think uh, fancy their chances and to play them on the opening night away when the fans are up for it, uh, yeah it's a bit of an unlucky one for Celtic in, in the, the scheduling of it. Yeah, sounds like Celtic have a tough task on their hands. Ewan, thank you very much for joining us. That was Ewan McTeer, a Scottish football journalist based out there in Spain And as you can hear Knows his stuff About Real Betty Celtic fans How do you feel hearing that? Did that Did that put the fear into you? Did it, is it any confidence out there? Listen These things well, happen I, Shocks I, happen In football no, no, year. Ewan thinks Obviously he fancies Betty's big but time But what do you think Out there on the phones? Yeah, 01419511025 exactly. That That last point That we covered there The fact that you're up against A team that Wants to go and win this competition mm. or, or, or treats it very seriously Is that that's not what Celtic fans would have wanted to hear, is it? No, because if you uh, if you flip the coin, Celtic's priority probably this season will be the league. Uh, but it, beat it, uh, bet it, sorry, they they want to win the competition, Gordon. As much as Celtic will want to go as far as they possibly can, um, it's a new cycling over there as well. Mm. Uh, Ewan does talk, and I think it does make a difference as well. The the manager, uh, the coach is so experienced. But what plays into the favour for me uh, is preparing for this game is knowing that he will stick to that system. So it helps you a little bit as an opposition coach. Okay, 01419511025. Laurie is a Celtic fan. He's first through on the phones tonight. Laurie, are you holding out much hope for a, a shock on Thursday evening? Not particularly. I, uh, I think i attempted to get through to the programme last night and uh, I'd said to the producer I, that my concern about Celtic I, is that domestically they will ride roughshod over limited opposition. I, I, they can afford I, to play in the front foot against uh, lesser uh, sides I, such as the Ross Counties, the St. Mums and the Dundees of this world. I, I'm a season ticket holder, of course. I was at a game at the weekend there. Uh, and the one thing that concerns me is, going forward, I, they will play expansively uh, under Ange Posikoglu, as they did under Tony Mowbray. I, on Saturday, they started with five players occupying midfield, stroke wide roles, Rogic, McGregor, Turnbull, Abada and Jota. 
not a ball winner amongst them until McCarthy uh, come on. I, I, there's an imbalance in that side. I, they are lightweight. Uh, they're powder puff. Uh, and where they will come unstuck is if they're playing teams that know how to defend and uh, have a bit more nous uh, about them. Uh, that's my, my, my feeling. Uh, OK, let, let's put that to the guys, Roger. It is another interesting test of Ange Postacoglu's style and philosophy because we saw to get here going away in the previous uh, in, in the final qualifying round that it, it wasn't pretty and Celtic's open and exp- I mean it was enough on the night obviously but the open and expansive style did get tested um, and then some he has been very clear that's that's the way he plays he's not just going to suddenly change I mean Celtic aren't going to go there and put 11 men behind the ball so how do you think it will stand up to the test uh, Laurie I think you probably answered your own question early on When you mentioned you know, the Dundees, St Mirren's and Ross Counties I think the team that you saw at the weekend Is probably a team that Ange Postecoglou set out In the knowledge that Celtic were at home to Ross County I don't imagine he'll go in that same front six tomorrow I wonder about McCarthy Just wonder if you know he's now up to a start He would be an important player He's an experienced player He's played in Europe with Everton in the past He's played internationally for Ireland in the past um, You wonder about Sorrow Whether he might You know Be, be involved If McCarthy's not Quite 100% I, I genuinely can't imagine You know Even Ange Who You know Is an expansive coach The, the way Brendan Rodgers was The way that As you say Tony Mowbray was I can't see him going With that front six You wonder maybe If a Rogic Maybe if a, a, a Jota Might drop out And you might see A McCarthy or a Sorrow Tomorrow uh, On Thursday night I can I can see the the thinking behind it, Gordon. You are away from home. As much as Celtic fans are loving the attacking style of football, you've got to adjust. You're going to better quality. You're going away from home. You've got new players in that back five. Uh, Taylor obviously struggling with an injury, so left back position. I don't think you can go with that such an attacking team. I still think he'll be attacking, but not as much as he was at the weekend against Ross County. I do think maybe another midfielder, a McCarthy, maybe coming in there. Depends on the fitness levels, bit of experience. It would be quite a game to come in and start, yeah, having I, had limited game time, yeah, wouldn't it? Yeah, it, it could be, but it might be a case of just going in there and sitting McGregor and try to control that middle of the park and, and, and going with the same shape, uh, the four-two-three-one, and giving your bit of pace on the flanks and hoping your man up front can sniff out a goal. Because... The one thing, and I know he's come in for a little bit of criticism, he's come in for a little bit of praise at the weekend. A Yeti, the one thing about him is he's not the hardest working player I've ever seen, but he knows where the back in it is if he's given the opportunity. So no prospect for you, Laurie, of maybe Celtic, like they have done, and granted against different opposition, really, you know, starting fast, catching Real Betis out and, and, and causing a bit of a shock or at least upsetting them early on. No, I don't see it, Gordon, to be quite honest with you. Uh, I mean, I do concede that they're attractive to watch playing on the front foot. But as I said, there's an imbalance on that side. I, Ange Postecoglou, to me, I, I uh, imagines himself as a bit of a, a purist. But uh, his approach is, is lacking uh, in anything pragmatic. Well, time will tell. Thank you to Laurie. What do you think, Celtic fans? He's obviously not confident. You've heard from Ewan as well. How do you rate your chances? What are you expecting on Thursday? 01419511025. It's a good time 
To get your call over And Rangers fans We're going to do the same for you We're going to get the inside track On Leon After these So why not pick up the phone And share your thoughts You are the voice of Scottish football Call 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Gordon Dell are here It's 0141-951-1025 It's Tuesday night Which means you've got a choice If you've got something on your mind From the weekend That you didn't share last night Feel free to pick up the phone And if you want to look ahead To the return of the Europa League group stages You can do that as well I am fascinated by this story That has been published About five minutes before we came on air uh, So I've been trying to Kind of get up to speed on, on what's happening But five clubs in the Premiership have come together to launch a review of the SPFL. Hibs and Hearts, Dundee and Dundee United, and Aberdeen. So the five of them, they've all teamed up, they've announced that they're going to launch a review of the SPFL to try and improve things. So, um, yeah, we'll look at that a bit later on in the show. Uh, that's sort of a, a breaking news story tonight, if you will. 01419511025, Celtic fans, we already gave you the inside track on Real Betis. Listening to that, how do you feel? How do you rate your chances? And Rangers fans, we will do the same for you very soon. If you're wondering all about Leon, we'll wonder no more. We will have the answers in the near future. Let's bring in Brian first, who is a Rangers fan. Um, Brian, how are you feeling about the return of the Europa League? It's been one of Rangers' main focuses and, and where they've, they've done so well under Stephen Gerrard since he came to the club. Oh, the tournament has been... Oh, sorry. Hi, hi panel. Hello. Got my point. Hi. Uh, the, yeah, the, the tournament is very, very important in the development of this Rangers side over the last uh, three years. No doubt about that. Uh, th- th- this is incredibly our 50th European tie under Stephen Gerrard on Thursday. Th- that is an incredible statistic mm-hmm. over a, a three-year period. It just shows you many European games... Uh, you know, we've played qualifiers, uh, group matches, and obviously getting to the last 16, uh, the last two seasons. Uh, what I would like to know is if Conor Goldson is going to be available, uh, because there didn't seem much coming out. I know COVID can be quite difficult. Uh, yeah, I think everyone will be wondering the same, Brian. Roger, I assume we get, or maybe we don't, but we get... Something like a definitive tomorrow, maybe, from Rangers. What? What's well, your own listen, feeling? You'll have been trying to find out, I'm sure, but these the, things aren't always clear cut. No, that. And listen, that's what we've learned in the last eighteen months. That these things are not clear cut. It wasn't the team lines came out on Saturday lunchtime at Perth that people realised that Conor Goldson was missing. I think for the first time in something like eighty-one first team games. So Rangers will desperately want him back. Um, I think when you come out of these COVID-related protocols, you do need to satisfy various medical criteria. I'm sure those tests and all these things will be going on just now. But um, if I was to hazard a guess, I think they'll do both Connor and the club will do everything to get him there because not having Connor Goldson mm. for a game of this magnitude would be a setback, particularly. At a time when Philip Hollander's injured Jack Simpson's not in the European squad Nicola Cantis has been allowed to go out on loan um, Leon Balligan's done well Man in a match I believe in the old firm game When he was out at right back He's a decent enough player But it was Leon Balligan And say Calvin Bassey I think Rangers fans would probably prefer To see Leon Balligan With Conor Goldson at his side Yeah I'm sure they would I mean Brian This, this question might end up being Useless because Conor Goldson Might well make it 
Hypothetically If he can't make the game What's the best solution available Is it just to move Calvin Bassey Into centre back And, and bring Borna Barisic Into the team Yeah Calvin's played In that position I don't know if he's played With the Rangers I can't remember him You know doing that But he's, he's certainly played uh, In his career at Leicester So you know he, he will be able to adapt And yeah there's no doubt That you'd prefer Connor You know to be playing But that's exactly What we're going to need to do We're going to need to adapt I mean, yeah. Gordon, Gordon, this has come on, the, you know, the, the, what was the start of the weekend, the first game in 81, was 80, it, Roger? 81, 81 it, yeah. the corner. So, I mean, that, that tells its own story about how yeah. important he is. He plays every day of the week. He he, he goes straight into the team on, on Thursday. So, I wonder how much Rangers' sort of confidence levels going into the fixture hinge on the, the availability of well, Conor Goldstein. Well, I think you always want your best players and your, your best team. And if Conor Goldstein's... Available now. Uh, I think we'll all agree that he's not had um, the his usual start. He's um, been criticised in a few games, Gordon. But I think he's a big player for Rangers, and so does the Rangers manager by the amount of times he's played them, and he's only missed out at the weekend because of the situation. So I think Rangers will be doing everything in their power to have him back. Now, if they don't have him back, you've got. I mean, to there is only so much you can do, obviously. Yeah, so. yeah, but if they don't have him, then they just have to adjust. I think as a a a very simple solution. I think Bassi can get in there and play left centre back. It gives them the is balance. It, is it is that the only solution, or do, do you suddenly see a I don't know a Leon King or something pitch no, straight I, in? I wouldn't that would have be too much. But tell when Bassi's been playing so well. Um, he has played in there before Was it at Falkirk in the Cup A year or two back He played in there at centre half um, He has a versatile player He's probably in the best form Of his Rangers career So I don't think Stephen Gerrard Would have any qualms About you know, no, putting, ba- putting Bassi in there With Barisic But it's, it, the preference has to be Connor To Goldstein. try and trust it yeah, Goldstein th- and It's Goldstein Or he'll just move Bassi mm. in there And I think To be honest with you Yes First pick would be Goldstein But if uh, Bassi went in there And Barisic went to left back I think the Rangers manager Would be fine with that He wouldn't have a problem Because I think he can go And play that no problem I think what Brian And Rangers fans will like as well And we're debating who plays In centre half The rest of the Rangers team Now looks to be settling down Into a first choice 11 That front three of Kent Morelos, Roof And behind Kamara, Davis, Aribo mm-hmm. You know Mike McGregor would be the first choice goalkeeper Who didn't play at the weekend But but the rest of the team does seem to be settling down they, they do, It was a big win at Perth at the weekend They do seem to be settling back in And and you know Brian might disagree But edging back to the sort of form That they showed at times last season Brian where are the Expectation levels now For a fixture like this as a Rangers fan Because obviously it's going to be tough And obviously Leon are very good But you know, so were Porto, so were Benfica, so were Galatasaray. That that fifty games that you mentioned has that caused the bar to be raised a little bit for you to? I'm not saying you expect to win a game like this, but you know that that's certainly something that you you believe is possible. Yeah, that's a great question, Gordon. Uh, I love these occasions, uh, and as I said, in our development, they've been highly, highly important. Uh, we will. I'm expecting a performance for Rangers on Thursday and uh, if we perform near their best and Leon still get a result then they in turn will have to play very well uh, I, 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 I'm going to say I take these games as bonuses because it's, the league's is the most important thing and this season you're going through the Champions League and that, that makes it you know doubly important I suppose Gordon The one thing that might be on the, In the back Of the 
the minds of the Rangers fans I mentioned all that relative success in Europe But but this season actually there was a bit of a speed bump in, in Malmo And that was the the, the least Rangers-like performances we've, we've seen in Europe So what, what version do you get? Do you get the version that's handled those big nights so well in previous seasons? Or, or the version that, that lost to Malmo? Yeah, well only time will tell um, They'll probably have learnt a lot from the Malmo game uh, It's okay when you're winning, Gordon It's very easy just to go along with it You're getting excess of the European style of football And then you come into the Malmo situation So it's how you learn from that It's how you adjust, how you take that on board There'll be a terrific uh, crowd at Ibrox on Thursday night They know they're up against a top quality side That gives you that lift as well um, I th- Look, it's very hard to call Leon are a good side, there's no doubt But Rangers are at home And they've got players there We watched it on Saturday in the studio um, You know, they didn't start the game particularly well for me St Johnston took the lead But they showed great character And when you've got a guy that right back Can produce the sort of finish that he produced At the weekend Then anything's possible mm. uh, They've got three guys up front That are capable of causing any defence problems uh, when they're on their form when they hit top form and they've got a good midfield balance and Roger's saying there and I think this is where he's correct they're starting to get a you know that a settled side okay one or two will come in one or two will go out but mostly if everybody's fit you're starting to pick the Rangers side okay thank you very much to Brian now it's time to get the inside track on Leon just like we did on Real Betis not too long ago delighted to say Eric Devin joins us Who's a football writer Knows his stuff on French football And for tonight Leon in particular Eric thank you for taking the time um, Let's start with the names that are familiar to us In Scottish football Moussa Dembele is an obvious one Played for Celtic Played against Rangers Scored against Rangers many times And uh, he arrives at this fixture in good form doesn't he? Yeah absolutely I mean, He scored an absolutely cracking goal uh, Sunday evening against Strasbourg Look it up if you have a chance He's really... Really well placed. A beautiful pass from Bruno Guimaraes as well. Uh, yeah, he looks to be a player transformed under Peter Bosch, who's uh, Leon's new manager after some middling success uh, in Germany, it has to be said. But I, he also, I think this is nice optimism, uh, had quite a bit of success with Ajax in this competition um, in 2017, taking him to the final. Uh, so yeah, I think that Bosch has reinvigorated his team. He's got them playing positive football. Um, so even with the loss of Memphis Depay this summer, I think Dembele is, is, is looking ready to take, take what had been Depay's place as the focal point of the attack. Um, and it, it, things, things look very good for Leon, uh, despite some bumps in the road uh, to start the season domestically. Do you think he's thriving on that challenge of being the main man and not being in the shadow of Memphis Depay? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I think that obviously fans of Scottish football will know, you know, Dembele is not a player who, who's lacked for, for talent to, uh, but I think that being, he's never, yeah, he's never, he's always had the pie alongside him at, at Leon. Um, and I think that, um, you know, he's shown the ability to take steps up. I mean, one, one has to wonder what his goal numbers would be if he weren't playing alongside, you know, whether it's, uh, whether it's the pie, uh, you know, whether it's Awar in an advanced role, whether it's Tino Katawere, Kosovo Kuakambi. Um, it's not that he's lacked for 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 opportunity. Sorry, it's not that he's lacked for goals when given the chance. Um, but he, you know, I think he's got the tools to uh, really take a massive step forward uh, this season, uh, given the the confluence of attacking philosophy on the part of Bosch 
uh, and not having quite as much competition for the ball um, in terms of his teammates. Who else then should Rangers fans look out for? Who are the main threats to Rangers on Thursday evening? Uh, Lucas Paqueta. I, I, this this player has, um, you know, it, it seemed to me, I think when we, obviously, so Leon, small bit of background here quickly. Janinho, uh, the former, you know, incredible player, many caps for Brazil, is now the team's sporting director, and he is uh, brought in quite a few players uh, of Brazilian extraction, and, and Paqueta was one of those, and it seemed to a lot of fans last summer, well, okay, what do we need this player for? You know, we have a decent midfield. Uh, you just bring him in because he's Brazilian. There's been some suggestion that that, um, you know, he wasn't cheap. I think he was somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 million from AC Milan. Um, but, you know, he's been absolutely outstanding. Um, you know, a little bit slow to get started, but playing as a 10, playing a box-to-box role. Uh, he's got goals. He's got assists. He's got work rate. Um, he's really been the standout performer of the past, you know, uh, 10 or 11 months. Uh, again, like I say, it took a little time to get going last season, but uh, he was starting to add goals and assists once he's been played as a 10, which I assume he will be uh, Thursday evening. So, yeah, definitely Paqueta mm. uh, is, is the, other, the, the primary source of attack. Is, is there going to be a room in the team, Eric, for both Paqueta and for Sheridan Jakiri, who's obviously arrived from Liverpool in the summer, one of the great CVs in world football. I think he's won the Champions League, the Super Cup, the World Club Cup with, with two different teams, Bayern and Liverpool. He's now going to Leon. Because he couldn't get a game at Liverpool And he wants to play regularly Is there room for that number of creative talents Because you look at Gimarish as well You look at Aur as well There are an awful lot of creative players behind Mr Dembele There are, yeah You won't have to worry about Shakiri on Thursday He is not completely vaccinated He will not be travelling with the team uh, Like he reported that this morning um, So I'd look for Carl Tukwakambi to play on the right Aur um, on the left Paquette to the middle uh, you'd have Maxence Kakre and Bruno Guimaraes in midfield. Um, so, yeah, playing a 4-3-3-1, which I, I do think does leave Leon a little bit open um, if Guimaraes is one of that, that central pairing. Um, but I do think, yeah, there is room in the team. Um, if we're looking at Awar, Paqueta, and Shakiri as being, you know, first choice, uh, you know, front, uh, three there behind, behind Dembele, yeah, I do think there is space for all three of them. And remember, Shakiri is not young. Uh, neither is Carl Soko Akambi, but I think that, the, that both of them uh, have the versatility uh, to allow for rotation for this side as they start, as the French Cup will start up in, in 2021 and hopefully Leon are into the knockout rounds of the Europa League. Um, that that there'll be you know sufficient matches for all of them to to get onto the pitch and for playing the time not to be an issue for any of these players. What are the main weaknesses of this Leon team, Eric? That that Rangers might look to exploit. Yeah, so, you know, I definitely think fullback is a bit of an issue. Uh, Emerson, who, who's signed on loan for Chelsea for the season, uh, had a great match on Sunday. Um, he's had a long summer. Uh, Leon don't really have a backup left back, unfortunately, um, having sold uh, Melvin Bard over the summer, and as well as Maxwell um, Corne. Uh, Leo Dubois is, is also a doubt for this match, having picked up a knock with France. Uh, he did not feature on... Sunday night, uh, Mel Augusto played. He's a young, uh, very, very impressive going forward, uh, right back, but not uh, not the most convincing defending. He's 19 years old, I believe. Uh, you know, a very highly touted prospect, but I think that could be a, a bit of an issue, um, whether it's fatigue or inexperience. Um, Leon's fullbacks can definitely be got at. Um, elsewhere in the team, uh, defensively, I mean, there's, there's a wreck in the defense, um, you know, 
I think um, Jason Denier is an excellent player. He's not the quickest, um, and whoever partners him, um, you know, a lot, a lot's going to be asked of them, and mistakes can come about. Uh, same for Anthony Lopes, the the keeper. He's you know absolutely outstanding, great reflexes, but uh, he does have a mistake in him. He he does have a bit of a temper on him as well. Um, so you know, I, frankly, I think this would all, will all add up to an open match, something that's going to be very exciting for fans. Very interesting indeed Thank you Eric We appreciate you taking the time Rangers fans Hopefully you found that useful uh, An inside track on Leon A potential weakness at right back Is that one that a, a fully firing Ryan Kent Would look to take advantage of I'm sure uh, Pick up the phone Let us know what you think 01419511025 And we will be speaking to you next 01419511025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon Diel and Roger Hanna are in the building It's 01419511025 to join in uh, If you agree or disagree or have got anything to add to what you've heard so far uh, We are starting to turn our attentions to Real Betis against Celtic And Rangers v Leon. But if there's something from the weekend that you want to talk about It is only Tuesday, you can pick up that phone And uh, maybe in the second hour we'll take a look at this one The five clubs in the top flight of Scotland are all coming together Like one big happy family to launch a review of the SPFL um, Interesting We'll look at that later on Let's go back to the phones though And bring in Andy Who is a Rangers fan Andy We just had Eric on Giving us the inside track on Leon They are clearly full of good players But uh, Maybe some weaknesses at full back Is that something Rangers can exploit? Hi how you doing guys? I, I'm just That's what I was just saying The producer I was going last night You know And I'm, that guy is actually getting me I was quietly confident We can do something anyway But listen that guy I, I think it's been, I know there's a wee bit of, we don't know who's going to be clear the defence, but I think the modern uh, Thursday night's going to be about the front men, get some goals, start scoring goals. If we're going to get chances, you know, we just need to start taking them. And if they score one, we can score two, if they score two. I think, really, honestly, you know, European nice alive, it's a lot of take eye book, so I, I'm just hoping the front men will get their, have their shooting boots on. And really, that guy's giving a wee bit of mere hope. <laughs> does does the, the Malmo disappointment Still worry you Andy Because you're I mean you're right you've talk, You're speaking about European nights And under Stephen Gerrard There have been some Some good ones But Malmo then Came along as a disappointment That was the most recent one What makes you so sure That that, that won't happen again Well I would It was a, was a really disappointing But I think Stephen Gerrard will, will You know He'll be talking to him Over the last You know The last few One six Five six weeks Or whatever And he'll get him He'll have them back up To where well, we can play in Europe, you know what I mean? We know we can play really well. A couple of games there, but didn't play that well. But we're through now. So, I, I think Stephen Gerrard and Gary McCarthy and that will just be going, like, listen, boys, we can do it. You know what you can do in Europe. It's good to produce it. Yeah, that's the thing, Gordon. The stage is not new now, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I was interested in what Eric said there about weakness at full-back and particular right-back because a fully flying Ryan Kent is somebody that can definitely take advantage of a weakness at right-back. But is he fully flying at the moment? Um, I don't think he's fully flying And that's a compliment to the boy I think he's a terrific talent um, We were talking about I was watching him on Saturday Gordon and, and I think credit goes to St Johnston The way he's set up they, they forced him to come Very deep and pick up the ball That's where you want Kent Now If Stephen Gerrard's looking at this team And he identifies that There's a weakness at right back If they can get Kent on the ball Further up Especially at Ibrox 1v1 Then you'd back Kent Because he's very good at that And he can cause problems I, I do agree that Rangers have got that front three That 
on a big night the, when they're three of them are playing very well they can create chances and score goals um, can they keep the back door closed at the other end because you have gotten a, th- a threat from Dembele let's not be kidded here um, they will have some decent quality players there I think this is an open game just listen to the lad there giving his insight about Leon, the way they're going about their business the way they're, they're playing their weaknesses I think Rangers will fancy this at Ibrox it is a great story Roger you don't need added incentive on nights like this but it certainly is another talking point the return of Moussa Dembele to Glasgow he has never been shy about sharing all his goals that he scored against Rangers on social media um, he always took great delight in kind of showing all that side of it off he does go into the game in good form um, four goals in his last three Eric was right his one the other night was a, was a stunning strike yeah. you have to say um, so that, that adds a little bit of something extra yeah, of course it does. And listen, I'm sure he'll get a, a warm Glasgow welcome from the Rangers supporters on Thursday night. Um, he's a good player. All good players who come with opposition teams do get that sort of welcome from, from home fans wherever they go. He will be the main threat to Rangers. But Rangers have good players as well. They, they will believe, as Daz says, they can get something from this game. I think the way they came back at St Johnson at the weekend will have been a morale booster after a first hour where they weren't probably at the best. You know, they fell behind, they were sluggish in the first half. But I think results like that, coming from behind to get a late win, particularly as Dan said earlier on, the manner of James Tavernier's spectacular winning goal, that will have lifted Rangers just as much as Dembele's goal for Strasbourg will have lifted him. And Stephen Gerrard and his team, they've got knowledge of this Europa League competition Where you're right there Roger I, You said there about They played St Johnston On Saturday For an hour They were sluggish and They won't be able to afford that Because St Johnston Don't have a Dembele The game could be away from you I think that Stephen Gerrard Will be urging his players Right away Starting the front foot Get the fans going Get the, the atmosphere Everything going And get at Leon. The problem it, it, it's The important. problem with these things though Right And that, that all sounds good yeah. And I, I don't so, mean to keep going back to it Because it's just It's the only European game We've really got to compare this season Rangers, Rangers did start fast In the, in the Malmo mm. game You know And got the noses in front So it, so it takes more than that Yeah but I think I think the Malmo game Will be a lesson learned Gordon um, You know I think the, the game plan was Start in the front foot Get a hold of the game and, and they look comfortable And then it all fell apart for them They've already had that warning They've had that They've had that um, result So I think they'll be You know Prepare for it If it, it happens this time I just think uh, and, and listening to the, the reporter They're talking about It's going to be an open game I think that does suit Rangers But guaranteed They will have to defend Because Moussin Dembele Is a top Top quality striker. Important to know though, n- nothing. You know, it's not a knockout tie. This it's a group sure. tie. Things aren't going to be won and lost on Thursday night. The two games against Leon are the toughest Rangers will face in this group. Listen, they could be the toughest Rangers have faced in the last three or four years in Europe. If you listen to Michael Beale this morning, that's the quality. As Eric said, that's the quality that that Leon bring to the table on Thursday night. So Rangers could fail to beat Leon. But could still progress from the group, you know, by picking up enough points against Sparta Prague and against Bronby. Um, I suppose, Roger, the other thing would be that because Ra- overall Rangers have done a good job in Europe, I don't oh, think yeah. that there's any doubt about that whatsoever. So that's the most important thing when you scratch a little bit deeper. Um, keeping the back door closed has been a lot more difficult than it is in 
domestic football now I, I can hear people saying well obviously because yeah. the standard of opposition um, but I'm, I'm sure that will be something that this season maybe that, that they, they they try and and rectify yeah oh, you look oh, at some oh, of the high of scoring course, ones from the last couple of seasons yeah and even get back to that great night against Braga when Braga went two up and Rangers stormed back in 1-3-2 um, inevitably it's harder all Scottish teams find that in Europe as well whether it was you know, St Johnson, Aberdeen, Hibs earlier in this competition, whether it's been Celtic in previous seasons, inevitably it's harder to keep clean sheets. Um, that will be the first thing Rangers will, will think about on Thursday, how to keep Leon out, and then they'll try and build from that platform and, and try and nip a goal or two. See the last 20 minutes of the show, just forget it, right? Just delete every bit of it, because Andrew McLean, a reporter, has just tweeted and he's saying, we already told you, Eric told you that uh, Shakiri is unavailable, not mm. being fully vaccinated. There are now reports in France that Moussa Dembele won't travel due to a muscle injury. So there we go. Wow. According to Andrew McLean, and he's um, he's tagged in someone at Radio Scoop Info, so I assume is. Where the, the report in France has originated from So I don't know, that's not confirmed um, But yeah, it would be as well just deleting the last half hour of the show if possible Well, I'll tell you what, if that is the case I think there'll be some delighted Rangers fans out there with that news As much as I think they were looking forward to giving them a bit of stick uh, Without Timbelli, uh, you know, it, it makes them a weaker side, Gordon that's, that's great news if it is for Rangers And well done to Andrew McLean, he is absolutely brilliant I bet you just he's got his finger on the pulse, that guy Right, Andy, thank you Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Okay, beat the pundit time It's 01419511025 You do need to call before 7 o'clock So if you fancy it tonight You want to take on Roger Hanna or Gordon DL That's the number you need And you need to phone before 7 So do it nice and quick And your chance to beat the pundits next Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here at 01419511025 on the phones or it's at Clyde SSB on Twitter. We gave you the inside track, not from Roger or Gordon, needless to say. Uh, we got some proper experts on to explain what Leon and Real Betis are likely to bring to the table on Thursday. So Celtic fans, Rangers fans, we'd love to hear from you on those topics. 01419511025. I did tell you at the top of the show as well that five of the big clubs in the Premiership have come together to launch a review of the SPFL. What's that all about? We will try and explain next. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Okay, beat the pundit time. Remind me, I'm like Gordon DL here with terrible memory. How did we get on last night? A win for Alex Ray So the, the sign ball is safe mm. Your defeat on Thursday Is one of the, the most yeah. talked about defeats That we've had I'm the only person That's now taking cramp At beat the bunny <laughs> So if it is you You're going to have to Up my up game, your game oh, my game's That's terrible. what they mean When they say Your performances have been cramp Oh Roger Honestly I'm You're struggling Yeah you're, you're, you're struggling I don't I, I think it's these Early mornings That's killing me What do you mean It's, it's ten past seven <laughs> Early mornings I'm I'm too up too early in the morning It's just catching up with me By the time 7 o'clock comes 
Right, okay. <laughs> That's the weirdest excuse ever. Any re- what, are you up earlier this season yeah, than last season? Yeah, because I have to go up and go and babysit my granddaughter. Oh, right. So I'm down there for seven o'clock most mornings. So you're going to blame your one-year-old granddaughter on your no, performances? She's bit, oh, she's yeah, two, right? Yeah, sorry, she's, so she's, taking a, she's taking a part of the responsibility. Do you know what's annoying me? I was trying really hard to remember if she was one or two, and you should be in that. I actually thought that she was 24 and left in a bank. <laughs> I thought, why is he going to see her at six o'clock in the morning? Honestly, right, okay, he will go for any excuse, this guy Callum is on tonight, how's it going Callum? Hi there, how are you getting on? Are you feeling confident? Uh, I was until I got on the radio there ah, It's always the same isn't it, the, the nerves kick yeah, in But listen, we're fine, it's just, it's it's uh, easy Well I can't promise it'll be easy if it's Roger It'll be easy if it's God ah, Yeah, you'll be fine That's what you need to know You'll be absolutely fine Callum uh, I'll toss the coin if it's heads it will be Roger Hanna Who starts on minus one And if it's tails it is Gordon DL With the chance to redeem himself from Thursday Producer Callum I'm not even looking at that coin Tell me what it says Tails It's Tails Gordon DL Up against Callum On the line It genuinely was I didn't I took nothing to do with it Right let's give Gordon some Clyde 2 To listen to Callum he's the, Here is the easiest way To get rid of the nerves See if you don't know the answer Pass quickly And we'll move on To the next one okay Okay we'll do Good stuff 30 seconds on the clock Your time Starts now Ryan Kent joined Rangers from which English team? Liverpool Name any club that Alan Stubbs played for other than Celtic Everton How many of their five league games have St Johnston won so far this season? Uh, none Who wore number 10 for Scotland in the most recent round of World Cup qualifiers? Um, again Name any team Dick Campbell has both played for and managed? Patrick Vessel What was the last? Who was the last Scotsman to finish top scorer in the Scottish top flight? Uh, pass Okay let's bring back Gordon DL uh, Gordon can you hear us Yeah I can Same set of questions to you 30 seconds on the clock Your time starts Now Ryan Kent Joined Rangers from which English team Liverpool Name any club that Alan Stubbs played for Other than Celtic uh, Hibs How many of their five league games Have St Johnston won so far this season St Johnston have won None Who wore number 10 for Scotland In the most recent round of World Cup qualifiers 10 was Christian. Name any team that Dick Campbell Has both played for and managed Who was the last Scotsman To finish top scorer in the Scottish top flight The last what? The last Scotsman to finish top scorer In the Scottish top flight Okay Callum how do you think that went? Uh, I don't know I I think I might Fair enough Let's, Let's find out then At least he's honest Ryan Kent joined Rangers from Liverpool you both got that Well done to you Name any club That Alan Stubbs Played for Other than Celtic Did he play for Hibs? St Mirren Did oh. he play for St Mirren? I don't know No is the answer it's Right okay Bolton, Everton Sunderland oh, or Derby Oh come back to that That's is stupid it's, Do you know what That is really silly I, I know I know it is Why did I say Hibs well, when He, man- he managed then didn't he Yeah sorry I thought you said managed Add that to the excuse list Um so My you two are one down. You're two one down How many of their five league games Have St Johnston won So far this season It's zero You both got it Callum's on fire oh, this Callum. stage 3-2 up I'm not liking you Who wore number 10 for Scotland In recent games Roger? G Adams G Adams Don't tell me Nah he didn't get it oh, You're fine I'm still in the game Name any team Dick Campbell Has both played for and managed Had the choice of Cowdenbeath Brecon Ross County Or Dunfermline Just Gordon DL Equalised yes, He said Partick Thistle If it's a tie break I'm not even playing You're going to have to 
No, Gordon. <laughs> Who was the last Scotsman to finish top scorer in the Scottish top flight? Callum passed. So it's all down to your answer. Is it Lee Griffith, Roger Hanna? Yeah. No. Oh, really? It's Chris Boyd. Oh. Is it? Yes. Oh. <laughs> you looking at me like that? I would have said Lee Griffiths as well, actually. Chris Boyd. I was going to say Chris Boyd. I need a bit of paper. I'm so we're out. on to the tiebreaker. Your oh record at tiebreaker is awful. Absolutely oh, oh, this is awful. This is the, the cramps kicking in. The early mornings are kicking in. Honestly. Your effort on Thursday night on Craig know. Brown's win percentage was so oh. bad. Let's see oh, what we can do. Fo- focus, focus, you know. Do you know what? I think this is going to be worse. I'm looking forward to this. Right, Callum, I'll read the question. I'll get Gordon to write his answer down and I'll then invite you to give me your attempt, okay? No problem. Right, the question is this. In the most recent Scotland squad, how many goals have the team scored combined? So for all those players Who were in the most recent Scotland squad How many Scotland goals Do they have combined? Yeah, right, okay Okay, write your answer down please <laughs> That's as far off as I'd hoped uh, Callum, what's your attempt? Uh, 15 Callum's gone 15 Gordon, Gordon. <laughs> Gordon's gone 84 Surely So there are, what were there, 26 players in the squad? 26 players, Take yeah. off the three goalies, yep. 23 of them. Most of them are uncapped. Oh, yep. oh no. Um, oh, yeah, most of them are, are, are low caps, sorry. Yep. Um, oh, the, the last John, army? Oh, right, okay. John McGinn, top scorer with 10 and 11. Yeah, I mean, most That's of them are good, is it? Um, don't get me wrong, Callum was very low, but he was still closer than you. The answer is t- t- 28. I am Callum, lovely. simple as that. What were all the nerves for? The sign ball is on its way. Well, well done, done, Callum. Good man Callum cool Cam Collecting he's no bothered They would probably have scored 84 If they had a 74% win record <laughs> Honestly think, Do you ever just Do you ever stop to think about the tiebreaker No, like, no. Do, do you know what I mean Do you try No Do you just I think just of any number. number Can I recommend you don't do that in the future Yeah but I'm, t- I'm thinking of What was your question right Give us a question again <laughs> Oh dear me How many goals and the have the Scot have the most recent Scotland squad scored combined for Scotland th- for the last yes all oh, right okay what 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 other what other version of that question would I there was be? thinking the squad in the Euros and, and all that no but I didn't say that I said specifically the most recent Scotland uh, squad well it just shows and even you, at that it would be the same group of players it just shows you the lack of goals it does to be fair right now a normal squad international squad out there might well. Have done 84 But you've That's got poor in it 28 you've got Who as, as Roger says The top scorer in the squad Is McGinn with 10 Do you know do you Look know, at the number of them Who've got none Gordon I don't want a lesson tonight I'm tired right <laughs> I've had enough I've had a long day But what really is bothering me tonight again Once again Stubbs Why I know he plays with Everton Where he start. I, I knew that Bolton as well And I was a wee bit unlucky I was going to go Boyd And I went Griffiths I thought Griffiths was Yes was yeah. Well, who Sorry. was it that beat me? It was Callum tonight. It well, was Derek on Thursday. Yeah, That's a long list of people. A, B, C, D, yeah. Does Black Arthur keep a specific I, sort of results on tiebreakers alone? I, I thought you were going to ask that, and I don't know. Um, but someone should look into it because his re- your your win percentage on the That's tiebreakers true. must be. Oh. I don't think I've ever won a tiebreaker. Ever? I don't think. So. <laughs> you must have. You must have fluked one of them in the past. I don't know. Yeah, that's it's grim. By the way, you're going to be you're going to be bottom of that table. You're <laughs> going to be bottom of the I, table. I am being relegated. I'm I'm down there. I'm telling you, 
I am having an absolute mm. shocker Pozog's got a great question I'd like to know how far you would need to go To get 84 goals from a Scotland squad It will be a long way back Are you, are you sure this is down to the early mornings? I mean, Gordon has been telling me about your handicap Are you expending too much energy at a golf club? Is Far too much Six nights, six days a week he's up there, minimum Roger, I'm putting myself under a little bit of pressure just now mm-hmm. and, uh, and I need to get back on the saddle on Thursday I need to with, You'll need to let me play With Beat the Pundit Beat the Pundit right, okay. I need to play Oh dear me Alright 01419511025 On the phones Or at Clyde SSB On Twitter Let's go to Ben Who is in Bishopton uh, What's on your mind tonight Ben? Hi I, I've just got a couple of points One was About the European games And then I wanted to move on To St Mirren If that's okay Well go St Mirren first Why not? Oh okay Fine, fine thank you No I was just um, I'm a long life long St Mirren fan And I'm just kind of worried About us at the moment um, you know, we're not scoring goals. We're trying to play this new formation. I understand that Jim's trying to get us more goals, playing two up front and kind of trying to get the wing backs high and get quick crosses in. But it's not really working at all because we're letting a man down in midfield. So we're getting overrun. It means that really we're not getting Jamie McGrath on the ball at all. Um, and it means we're just kind of going long to these guys up front to try and get something that's just not working. And you can see with the nil-nils and all that that are happening now, we're just not scoring goals. I think we need to get back to some kind of 4-3-3 formation or something and play wingers, one up front, and try and kind of, kind of get more space in the wings to try and create something. Because at the moment, it's just not working at all. I know it's early in the season, but really it's... Uh, we just don't look like scoring at all and um, I just wonder how long it's going to take to change things up but we're lacking wingers at the club now because we've gone we don't have many um, and it's something we need to resolve Roger, what have you made of St Mirren's start to the season? Um, listen, I'm actually going to get to see them for the first time this Saturday through at Easter Road I haven't actually seen them live this season just looking at the highlights I know exactly where Ben's coming from goals again are proving difficult It's a slight change From what Jim was doing Last season Last season A lot of the time The width was coming from What you might call Wingers You know Coming from Dylan Conley It was coming from Ilkay Durmus And, and advanced wide areas There was definitely A little shift You know When you think Scott Tanzer Coming in on the left Matt Miller's now in on the right They're more What you might describe As fullbacks Going forward Rather than wingers In those, in those wide areas um, It does give you the scope As Ben says To, to get to a four At the back um, you know, Jim tends to like the three, but it would give them an option and then allows two plus Jamie McGrath in the middle of the park, so they're not getting overrun, as Ben says. You would have to sacrifice one of the two strikers, but it gets back to this old thing that you know you quite often argue in the show, Gordon, when people talk about two up front. Does mm. playing two up front actually give you a better chance of scoring goals? I'm not actually sure it necessarily does, so perhaps Ben's got a point. Going to a four-three-three might be the thing that unlocks defences. Mm. But but who's the centre forward? Is it Brophy? Is it Main? Is it Dennis? Is it Erwin? Four minutes into the season, Gordon, mm. the Brophy and Main linked up Perfect. brilliantly yeah. at Dundee, and they scored. And as you do, you get you make snap judgments four minutes into a season. You go, ah, yeah, those two they've got the makings of a goal-scoring partnership this season. It's obviously not quite kicked on the way. Ben wants We always do throw in That disclaimer That you know It is early in the season 100% I, I think that Jim and his coaching staff Will be looking at it Gordon um, I like the fact That he's gone Two up top um, I totally under, I take on board Ben's point That they're not Scoring goals just now But it's early Into the season uh, I wouldn't be panicking And Jim's an experienced Enough manager To look at his players And watch it over What We've been into five games And 
he'll look at probably the first quarter and they sit and assess that where are we in the first quarter how's the style of play are we creating enough chances defensively are we okay so they take all that into consideration it may be that he'll tweak the Mm. system but I just think it's too early I know that people like to see points on the board like to see goals but Partnerships sometimes take a you, bit of you time. Made the point last night. It was a Ross County call on the, in the show last night. Hugh was speaking to you. Hugh was just trying to assure him that he's his old pal Malky McKay will get Ross County out of trouble. It will be interesting. I've seen County. I saw Dundee and Livingston play out that goalless draw at mm. the ends at the weekend. Um, they will be in among that bottom six mix, probably with St Mirren. And the difference, Ben's talking about lack of goals. The ones who stay up. Will be the ones that find a, a way to goal. That's why Dundee have signed Lee Griffiths. That's why Livy brought in Bruce Anderson. That's why you know Ross County are trying to to find a, an answer in front of goal. And why St Mirren also uh, are trying Roger, to find that answer in I, front I, of goal. I, f- I find it difficult. Take the take the top teams out that usually are up there. For instance, this season, Rangers, Celtic, Hearts, Motherwell, yeah, Hearts, Hibs, Aberdeen, Motherwell. Right. Take take them out of the equation here. We're talking five games into the season. I do, I don't see any team saying, "Well, they're going to be yeah. down to no, the bottom four no, or whatever." You look at St Johnston what last year and what a run they had, and then they won the two cups. Yes, supporters like to see points on the board. Supporters like to see attractive football. It takes time. It's new mm. squads. It's new formations. So the manager works with that daily. He'll have a feel about it. Jim's an experienced guy. If it has to be changed, I'm sure Jim will change it right away. Ben, uh, how much do you worry about wh- where the first win comes from? Or does it go back to that thing about it being so early? You look at Hibs away on Saturday, naturally that goes down as a pretty tough place to go and try and get your first win of the season. Then it's Aberdeen. And on paper, that's a tough fixture. But maybe Aberdeen's recent form, they've just gone down to Fur Park and lost. So I don't know. Have you got, are you optimistic that the win will come soon? I'm not optimistic, no. Um, I mean, I think it's uh, it could uh, it could be a few weeks yet, um, especially because we aren't really creating any chances. But you know, uh, I guess I mean I know it's early. We just have to wait and see. But you know, it's, it's not it's not it's not looking great at the moment. That's all I'm saying. And uh, yeah, I worried that um, I think I think if we keep stick stick with it, I think I can't see anything other than it's been the bottom three um, come the end of the season. But we'll see. It is early, so let's hope so. But. Yeah, he signed out looking good. That's all I'm saying. I think we're not we're not playing the way you know. Jamie, Jamie McGrath's our best player. We're sharing the ball over his head all the time. Um, and uh, you know, we need we need to get him in the ball. That, that's that's the creator. It's the only guy, only guy we really got that's getting real talent, a class. You know, really that stands above the rest. So we need to find a way to get him in the ball. Sorry, Ben, I was <laughs> listening right, but there's a there's a a pitch invader. At the Young Boys Man United game And usually the camera doesn't show these things Roger When really everybody at home wants to see it um, But they've, they've stayed on him for quite some time He's given the stewards the run around He sort of Was that a deliberate front yeah, flip on yeah, the pitch? Yeah. Um, it's quite something But um, yeah I, I was still listening I heard everything Ben said He's not feeling too optimistic no. And already He says on one hand I know it's early But I can't see us getting out the bottom three And, and the next problem Ben's going to have is If St Mirren go to Easter Road at the weekend If someone shines If someone scores a winner for St Mirren Jack Russell just signed him for Hibs in January oh, I knew you were going to say that um, Ben we are a bit pushed for time But I know you had a more general Kind of neutral point if you like So if you can make it snappy please Yeah yeah I just can't I, can't, I, I feel a confidence There's a lot of confidence about The Rangers especially um, Getting something done on Thursday But I can't see it I mean Leon are 
string of star players, much much better team than Rangers. I suppose if I can give a comparison, if Leon not played Malmo on Thursday, you would you wouldn't back Malmo, would you? So and Malmo are better than Rangers. So uh, yeah, I can't. It's always you know it's always a small chance, but I think Rangers will, will lose. Uh, anything against the game is a massive bonus, I think. And Celtic. No, I don't think that. I think I think with the injuries plus going to top Spanish side, I don't want to get any chance at all. I'm afraid. Ben, Celtic are going to lose. Rangers are going to lose, and your own team are going to finish in the bottom three. I want you to be happier next time you come on. Okay, <laughs> I'll try. Good man. That was Ben and Bishop to know one four one nine five one one zero two five. I will talk about that SPFL review uh, that looks to be kicking off, and one of the most topical full time teasers we've had. It is. Bang on the money for tonight Perfect timing And we'll give you it next Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Gordon Diel Are here Usual number for you To get in touch Or Twitter At Clyde SSB It's this That time of the night Where we always go about The full time teaser So the, the gist of that If you've never heard it you lot out there Send the questions in to us And we try and catch the pundits out Between now and the end of the show It's always quite good fun And I love this Because it, it could not be more topical Firstly I thought Oh it's, it's the Gordon DL question It's all about Gordon DL really And then I remembered That Rangers B team Are playing who tonight? Air B team Well not no. Air Air's first Air's A team <laughs> um, So Air against Rangers B team right. Gordon DL An Air legend A Rangers Former player Yeah Here is the question I don't name and a team And by the way Please don't say name a team Guess who's sent it in Not heard from this guy in ages The black John uh, Smith John, John Smith. Smith Not heard from him in a while And he's back with a bang Right he says uh-huh. Since 1980 mm-hmm. 10 players Other than Gordon DL Have played for both Rangers And Air United It's an absolutely Outstanding so question Some of the names on 80. here Since 1980 10 players other than Gordon DL Because you're obviously on the list yeah. Have played for both Rangers and Air United It does not include current players I'm going to think I'm going to give you a cracker that you've never heard of I've heard of every every person on this list I know, that's the wrong answer then Who? I was going to say David Armour No, nah, don't bother David Armour is not on the list When you, I take it then, no Stephen Kelly? No, no, current players right. don't count Okay, okay uh, Hold on hold What on. about uh, Brian Reid? Brian He's on there. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your manager as well, wasn't he? Yeah, yes. Was, yeah. Um Oh God, Gordon Bennett. No, um, no, I don't nah, think he's he not was there, there either, either, was he? he Never made the first t- team. He didn't turn up at Somerset. Um A great Rangers though. Um Eric Morris. Eric Morris? No. No, because Eric Morris did play in the eighties for Air and Rangers. He may, may have been Rangers in the seventies. Trying to think when Eric signed for air. He's not on the list, that's all you need to know. Blame John Smith, don't blame me. Usual rules apply. Oh, mm. I expected you to get a couple more to lead us off. I must admit. Hugh Burns. Oh, he's back. Beautiful. He's back. Rangers in the mid 80s, air in the mid 90s. Uh, Bobby Russell. Bobby Russell. I thought yeah. that's the one you were going to get. I didn't know he played there. Oh, yeah. Did yeah. I sign? Yeah, yeah. Ni- no, early 90s. Uh, I didn't know Bobby played there. Yeah. Uh, okay, we'll leave it there. Uh, like I said, very topical tonight. And if you want to send your questions in, the address you need is fulltime at clyde1.com. Can, can, I, can I ask a question here? Because I think I'm right and I'll bet it's not down there. John, John Davis. No. 
I John think, Davis play for Rangers? I think he played one game or something And he first played team? with Air United Because I signed him Has he got a first team appearance for Rangers? Well, I think he has, yeah I don't know Maybe maybe I, maybe not I would check that Does it need to be a league appearance? Not just any just appearance, appearance I would imagine Ah, well, check that Because I signed John Davis well, It's not on the list anyway That's all you need to know uh, Interesting fixture that, Roger Because this the B team Experiment if you want to call it that Rangers and Celtic playing In the Lowland League They've had a couple of tough tests They've had a couple of Extremely convincing yeah. victories But now up against the Championship team In Air United this evening Yeah and as a Championship team Jim Duffy led to a, a big win Against Infirmland there on Saturday So they will feel a whole lot better about themselves um, I don't think Air will treat this as, With the same importance that they treat Saturday's game Going to Hamilton Which is another big one In the bottom half of that championship But as far as Rangers are concerned You know there was an interview last week Ross Wilson the sporting director And in the interview He again emphasised the importance Of this sort of pathway for the B team Um, If you remember The clubs were Both Rangers and Celtic were keen To get their B teams Into League 2 At the end of the season Um, It was something that Some teams were keen on Other teams weren't It didn't get voted through But then Plan B was to take the B teams into the Lowland League um, If you remember with George Fraser The Lowland League chairman on the show at the end of last season Talking it up They brought the teams in I think Ross Wilson's pleased by the way it has worked so far There's been some decent results There's been decent performances for Rangers And they want to treat tonight as a sort of step up If you like in their mm. development Before going back to the Lowland League in a couple of weeks time Here's an Interesting A potentially interesting story And it broke five minutes Before we came on air It might be too early For you to have really Delved into the detail Because I'm not sure There there is any at the moment But if you've got thoughts And you can Take it from what we're explaining here 01419511025 Five Scottish top flight clubs Have come together uh, And they've asked Independent advisors To conduct A review of the SPFL So Hibs, Hearts Aberdeen Dundee United And Dundee They say the aim is to find significant additional revenues for the benefit of all Um, The SPFL, by the way, haven't endorsed the valuation Remember Deloitte, Roger? I do, yeah Deloitte get more mentions on this show than you would expect They're the ones that carried out the, Mm -hmm. um, the review previously during lockdown When it was all getting very controversial about SPFL votes and whatnot So they will undertake this evaluation Uh, The clubs have issued a a joint statement saying that we we need a clear vision, we need a strategy with measurable goals. Uh, They want to cover commercial growth, the SPFL brand, structure, governance, organisation, resources and competition and strategic projects. Uh, So they basically want more money. They want to try and bring in more money, Roger, um, and do various other things as well. Um, What do you make of that? Well, the first thing that strikes you, Gordon, when you look at the teams involved, um, with the exception of Anne Budge at Hearts... I thought you might say this. This is exactly what jumped out at me. Yeah, these are the clubs who are run by people either American or with experience of sporting franchises in the United States. It's the American owners plus Anne Budge. Plus Anne Budge. Do you think they've got their own group chat? Um, yeah They po- must have Possibly I'm not sure um, It must be on you Because I'm not sure Hearts and Dundee Have always <laughs> been in the same group chat That's a great point um, Particularly when the SPFL is involved um, They will Want to look at Whether Income streams Revenue 
Has been maximised The way they would like it to be um, The SPFL was criticised for a while For not having a flagship sponsor They brought Cinch to the table Again Not one that's been Universally welcomed um, We're talking about Rangers being air tonight Playing in the SPFL Trust Trophy There's no real Sponsor for that Hence it's the SPFL Trust Trophy um, So there's always been question marks Aimed at the SPFL Executive Neil Doncaster And the people who work with him As to whether or not They're doing A mm. good enough job In terms of bringing money Into the clubs That's what the clubs want to know They want to know If there's more money Out there That could be brought To the table um, I tend to think There's only a finite Amount of money Swilling about there In Scottish football It's always been the case We've seen think tanks in the past We've seen potential breakaways in the past We've seen arguments We've seen dissatisfaction in the past And it always comes back to the same thing That there's only so much money to be had And I think these clubs I'd imagine the aim is though They don't agree with that And they they must be basing this on Similarly sized leagues They must think that we're underselling ourselves They must think there are are doors to be opened elsewhere That's exactly what they think Um, For me, I haven't seen a great deal of evidence to back that up But maybe Deloitte and the clubs will bring that evidence Mm. to the table I mean, maybe more will come out in time What? I mean, you have to assume that the other seven clubs were asked And and didn't fancy it Is Is that fair? Um, I, listen, I honestly don't know As you say, Gordon The first um, sniff of this Was only five minutes Before the show started tonight um, it, oh, it will always be of interest Because I mean Rangers and Celtic Are not yeah, involved R- in it Rangers obviously Wanted a review of Of the SPFL <laughs> as well That Obviously was a, a different time And perhaps For slightly different reasons Although I guess They would argue It was all part of the same thing um, You know, for the betterment Of the game And I mean, generally, Roger, is there any any reason why not? I mean, the SPFL have also sort of given it their blessing, if you like. They said, all right, okay, if you think you can do better on you go, is that? Yeah, listen, and I'm sure that's exactly the attitude inside Hamden at the minute. Neil Doncaster will feel that the executive that he presides over are doing the best job they possibly can. I'm sure they will insist that they have researched every avenue possible to bring more money into the game in Scotland. Um, it will be interesting to see how this shakes down. It'll be interesting. Celtic obviously are, shall we say, between chief executives at the minute. So it will be interesting to hear from be it the interim chief exec Michael Nicholson or whoever gets that job on a permanent basis. Be interesting to hear, especially from the Rangers MD Stuart Robertson, about his thoughts on this call from these clubs for you know a, a sort of root and branch investigation, if you like, into the way. The SPFL works So this is one I think Will run and run Um, I must admit though I was Slightly put off When I saw the initial tweet From Aberdeen Roger Right, You're trying Straight away How can we market ourselves Can we appeal to fans Can we get fans To understand What we're trying to do Here's the tweet SPFL member clubs Aberdeen, Dundee Dundee United Hearts and Hibs With the endorsement Of the SPFL Have commissioned Independent advisors To assist in a strategic And holistic review Of the SPFL yeah, you could sub that Sorry. down in tabloid terms to a root and branch probe into Neil Doncaster. You think so? Yeah, well, the old cynic. Listen, Neil Doncaster <laughs> is the chief exec. The chief exec is the man who the clubs pay to bring money into the league. Um, there are clearly people at clubs in Scotland, probably those five named clubs, who don't think Neil Doncaster's doing his job well enough. 
I mean Kevin's th- This will be one that Because it's so vague There'll be so many ideas out there Kevin says Pre-match at stadiums And in stadiums Should be capitalised on More money's being spent away From grounds and clubs Before games yeah, Maybe Yes is, is that up to the individual clubs Is that something that With increased revenue um, that, you know, Would that come down well, from the league I, I'm sure clubs are trying that But Do we need to do more? Well listen Clubs nowadays Face more Pressures, more questions than they ever had before. Um, we're two weeks away from some of the clubs in the top flight facing potentially these vaccine passport checks to get supporters into grounds. Um, some clubs are finding it difficult enough to get the supporters in the grounds in time. If you look at the queues at St Mirren at the weekend, so there is um, there's a lot of challenges facing the clubs. There's a lot of challenges now facing Ole Gunnar Solskjaer because Manchester United have just gone 2-1 down to Young Boys of Bern in the 95th minute after the manager subbed off Bruno Fernandes and Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, they've been down to 10 men for quite some time. Aaron Wan-Bissaka sent off earlier on and eventually the numerical advantage has proven to be costly. They are enjoying that one, the Young Boys fans. Um, and it looks like Man United will lose their opening League game So yeah Maybe that's one To keep an eye on In the future Maybe right now It's difficult to feel Too strongly About it But this Review It's five clubs It's the Edinburgh clubs The Dundee clubs And Aberdeen um, the, the one thing Roger When, when it mentions a, Just to, to, to round this off a, a holistic approach And the four Main points They say commercial growth The SPFL brand Then there's the bit That says SPFL structure Governance organisation and strategic projects is are they are they trying to go for a different tone of investigation from the one that, that Rangers proposed previously? Because that was at a time when everyone in Scottish football was finger pointing and accusing each other of all sorts. And well, that that was to try well, and if, get to the yeah, bottom of specific if, issues. If, this feels if, a bit different. If you look back when Rangers have complained, if you like, about the SPFL governance, Rangers had specific points. Rangers were unhappy if you remember it, the way the season was called during the first COVID lockdown. And in more recent times, Rangers were unhappy at the way the cinch sponsorship deal was done. So when Rangers have complained, Rangers have actually had specific bones of contention, if you like, with the SPFL hierarchy and the executive and Neil Doncaster in particular. This is more a sort of broad brush attack, if you like, from these five named clubs when they discuss very vaguely Commercial revenue They discussed very vaguely The mm. governance of the league You need to remember The league is the clubs So These five named clubs At various times In the last few years Are investigating well, themselves Yeah they, they will have had Members on SPFL boards In the different well, divisions Over the years So they will know A lot of the The reasons Why yeah. decisions have been well, Taken by that executive And yet now They're clubbing together To call for a A very broad Investigation into the way the league's run And specifically Into the way that Neil Doncaster runs it Yeah well I mean There are obvious challenges I'll go back to that Just that brief point That, that Kevin tweeted in About you know kind of Pre-match and in around Stadia I've got a, a message in from Someone who knows a lot About these things I'll let them remain nameless For now um, But you know Talking about Well alcohol We, we can't We can't do that At football games So that, That's perhaps part of the The match day Experience that, that we, we can't compare ourselves to the American sports that yeah, these guys. And, 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 well, listen, Aberdeen put this out. Aberdeen's chairman, Dave Cormack, a lot of business interest in Atlanta. I know one of his close friends is Arthur Blank, who owns the Atlanta Falcons NFL team. Any relation to Black Arthur? <laughs> he, um, he He's involved in Atlanta United. Part of the what they would describe as the customer experience, Gordon, 
when you go to US sport, you go in, you get your beer, yeah. you get your hot dog, you go and sit in so the stand. You go to Starks Park, you get a big mug in the shape of Gordon DL's head, and you get to, to drink your beer out of it, that sort yeah. of thing. So right. a, a lot of things are going to have to change for, um, for, for shall we say, the Americans, if you like, mm. to... Transfer that customer experience okay. into Just Scottish football. Hot dogs and that'll do me. Is that, you, that your input for tonight? Great, dogs, thank yeah. you. Thanks for that. Um, <laughs> get you on the indip- delight will be on the phone. I'm sure desperate for your input. Right, since 1980, <clears throat> ten players other than our very own Gordon DL have played for both Rangers and Air United. It does not include current players. So you've got three so far: Hugh Burns, Brian Reid, Bobby Russell. I know I've signed a few and I can't remember <laughs> their names, uh, but. Was Neil Murray one? Yes, well done Not as daft as you look Neil Murray uh, What about Colin Scott, the keeper? Oh, I signed him as well No What? Yeah, he did No, not on the list I signed him Ooh. Oh, oh uh, Colin Miller Yes, Colin Miller Well done Did you sign him? I think so, yeah I don't know 98, you were still here, yeah Yeah, what about, Did Ali Dawson play for him? Not no. Ali Dawson, no Hey, ask me I was my assistant man Five to go You're halfway there And no current players Andy Murdoch won't count uh, No but there's one of that Kind of Era Did Just uh, So you, you must yeah, wait, wait, um, Did Did Kevin Kyle sit Play with you Yes Kevin Kyle Well done Good shout Come um, on Roger Help Okay I'll give you some thinking time We'll get the rest of the answers And more of your calls next Number one For football In Glasgow and the West 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard We're into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon DL and Roger Hanna are here Lots of um, not so complimentary tweets coming in Gordon uh, Rod Williamson says The Wraith Rovers DL head mug would not be commercially viable Imagine how much beer the nose would hold You expected that Do you know you? I was actually going to crack that one myself Is that but... Or would that not be the handle maybe? Mm. So, so, I don't know Um if you're listening Starks Park Commercial Department Get in touch for Other excellent ideas um, I did also like this tweet From Milo Who's gone back to your Beat the Pundit performance mm-hmm. He says you're that bad That the collar should Go on to minus one <laughs> Which is uh, I'm having he a says, poor season He'll even take minus two Against you I'll get him on Thursday then Minus I, two? Yeah I'm having a bad now, bad season The collar last Thursday was, was I know he won in the um, He won in the tie But very confident Nah he was chirpy wasn't he? Yeah, far too chirpy Yeah What did you just sit there? You've played one, once In three seasons mate I'm up here facing it Week in week out Pressure on I think you'll need to take it up With the man my, who crosses the coin my balls, I don't see the coin My balls are flying me. out the door Every Tuesday Every Thursday then. Any day that ends in a Y I think you'll find um, <laughs> Apart from Wednesday That's bad <laughs> Well you know um, Since 1980 10 players other than Gordon DL Have played for both Rangers and Air United It doesn't include current players It does include Hugh Burns Kevin Kyle Colin Miller Neil Murray Brian Reid Bobby Russell Any more? Jamie Burjonas Yes Well I done you that one Jamie Burjonas Now I should get this Many of Given that Air United is my stomping them. Yeah I know it's coming here Another local lad Yes Ross McCrone Yes Well done Right two to get We'll leave it there Let's bring in James Who's an East Kilbride um, What's your point tonight James? Hi uh, Good evening lads Hello um, I was just picking up On your point there That uh, you raised about You know al- Alcohol back in the grounds um, I phoned in a few years ago uh, After a trip to Berlin And went to uh, See uh, Berlin in a game And was serving alcohol On the ground I have to say I got shot dead in flames by uh, by Hugh. 
Uh, but I, I really believe that if, if we really want to get some more monies into the club, I think we, we can uh, start serving alcohol before uh, before the game, maybe at half-time, uh, maybe afterwards. At the end of the day, everybody goes to the pub before the game. And, and uh, you know, landlords or, or pubs are perhaps not going to like like what I'm saying, but really I think if, if people have got that loyalty to their club and they want to go for a couple of beers before the game, why not why not go to the club? Why not put, put the money into the club? The people uh, that are serving alcohol now are, are, are well-trained, so um, I, I think that, that that can be controlled. I think long has long gone the, uh, the time when people will get out of hand, mm. so... Uh, I think they should really go go on with that and, and put that forward as mm. a proposition. Yeah, Roger, you can probably file this alongside summer football, reserve teams, artificial pitches, and all these debates that, that come round every couple of years and, and nothing yeah. nothing really changes on them. I take James' point, though, that this, is this maybe another opportunity? You've well, got five of our big clubs. Yeah. They want to look at all aspects of the game and what we can do for revenue and so on. Is it, is it time to revisit it? What would your own personal opinion on it be? If you go to the rugby If Daz goes to Murrayfield to watch Scotland You can have a beer in the crowd And you can go through it and enjoy yourself Now Hugh Keevans will take you back to the 1980 Scottish Cup final And will explain to you in fine detail Why drinking in Scottish football grounds Was brought to an abrupt halt The question we all have to ask is that now in the year 2021 Are Scottish football crowds ready for alcohol in stadiums? And that is the decision that government And the Scottish football authorities And the police will have to agree on What's your own now, feeling on that? My own feeling is you would love to think In 2021 the Scottish football ground crowds are ready Because mm. it could bring a valuable revenue stream into football clubs. But some of the things you see associated with Scottish football on the periphery would make you wonder if that is indeed the case. Make and any, we are does, ready. Make any difference though? I mean, th- th- straight away, f- f- by football fans that are listening, th- the tone of that question, are football fans ready, but fans of other sports are ready as if we're some sort of different breed? And straight away, the que- just like the sound of the question. Well, well h- history will show that Scottish football fans are different from Scottish rugby fans. Don't take my word for it. Ask Hugh Keevans about the 1980 Cup final. That's why football fans can get a pint of beer in, in, in the grounds. That That's the historical reason. That's not me saying it. That is mm. a statement of fact. Yeah, but I, I, I would imagine, and you're, you're mentioning some unsavoury things that, that may or may not go on, if people want to go drunk to football games now, they do it. They find mm. a way. Do you know what it's not. Is it going to make... Any difference to the overall intoxication would, level uh, listen, of a football fan? I would love to think that we'll get to the day where people inside football grounds can have a few beers. But as you say, the plastic pitch argument and the summer football argument, this has been going on long and weary. I remember, oh, many, many, many years ago, I think it was Martin Bain when he was chief executive at Rangers, tried to push through something that would have allowed alcohol consumption. Prior to games Not during the game You could have gone along to Ibrox Got a beer in the concourse And at 5-3 to three or whatever You know the bars would close It's not as if you were going to go out And you know sit boozing in the stands Or anything like that And and he couldn't get it through There just wasn't the support Either from the government of the day Or the police authorities of the day um, I, I don't mind it getting brought back up again 
And I don't mind, you know, to hear what government and police and the football authorities mm. as well have to say about it. And this, you know, investigation that Deloitte are taking out on behalf of the five clubs that's mentioned tonight, maybe this is something that will be looked at and maybe they'll ask those questions of government and police. If anyone's just tuning in for whatever reason or, or you're wondering why we're discussing this, is those five big clubs, the Edinburgh clubs, the Dundee clubs in Aberdeen, they've commissioned a review of various things in the SPFL So it's very broad But naturally Someone led us on To talking about Match the experience and, and with that comes alcohol So um, James what would your Sort of response To, to Roger's point be? Well I know we can maybe Compare to the 1980 uh, Cup final uh, But uh, as I said earlier on I, th- I think um, Licensed premises Have come a long way And I think it's, it's Policed far better now uh, And I, I can compare it to My, my trip to Berlin there was picnic tables outside the ground. There was plastic cups. There was people going up and down the, the gangways, topping up your beer. It was all very civilised. And I can also compare it to Huddersfield Town. That I've, I've, I've been to many games down at Huddersfield Town. My kids uh, are supporters of Huddersfield down, uh, down there. And, um, and that is a great family atmosphere. And you can get a beer before the ground if you want, uh, before the game. You can get a beer at halftime if you want. And uh, they've got entertainment there for the kids. And, and really... It's a family atmosphere And they're getting 20,000 people Into their ground In a great atmosphere Yeah and it's a fair point James I'm really sorry I'm going to have to nip it in the bud Because we are out of time But James Would you give us a call back On that at some point If it comes up again Yeah that's, that's grand Good man I really that. appreciate that And I think there's a lot of mileage In this Lots to come out of this SPFL review Potentially Two more on the teaser quickly uh, Ross Perry No Give us a wee clue He's very much in the Jamie Burjonas Ross McCrory Era Mould now at Inverness I think Oh Tom Walsh Tom Walsh Oh goodness me You probably signed this guy He uh, came on loan in the 2000-2001 season You were the manager then weren't you? Yeah unfortunately <laughs> So Advocat would be the Rangers manager You would be the United manager Who did you take from Dick Advocat's squad? Come on I've no idea Peter McDonald? Nope No but uh, Probably a, obviously a similar kind of era Yeah at Rangers you would imagine Stephen Dolby mm, Same first name Steve- oh, Stephen Stephen McLean No Stephen <laughs> Stephen what? We need a surname You signed them, Daz I'm going to have to pick Oh! Winger uh, Boyack Yes! Boyack. Well Boyack. done, Stephen Boyack Well, well done, done. Uh, We got there in the end, right? Big European night coming up on Thursday We'll crank up the build-up to that one tomorrow from 6 So make sure you join us Callum Gallagher's up next